Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Right, sons, many votes, and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars and more, where we discuss and celebrate the movie, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away, and will occasionally journey to other galaxies. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Disgrace Jedi and Force Mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member turned droids rights activist turned daimyo of the furless, Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the smuggler with a not-so-secret heart of gold, Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. We just made several hyperspace jumps and have adjusted yeah. our course. We're still en route too hot. to an mm. undisclosed location. It's fine. Kind of yeah, it, was, it was a little bumpy. I don't know. Kind I mean, I'm busy. driving, but... Nobody worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, it's mm. a little bumpy because in the driver's, he's multi to really multitasking today. Is our reprogrammed <laughs> Imperial <laughs> interrogator droid AZ-00, also called a zoo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a few people online I saw... Um, have called me sassy. I mean, and yeah. they liked it. Yeah. Um, ah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I liked it too. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you did? I, I, I thought you'd be upset no, about no. it. Okay, yes. this is my. Uh, stop interrupting me, please. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. All right. Sorry, Thank you. Buddy. Okay, wow. Sass, um, sassy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. okay. Um, but you know, I just want to say thank you to people tweeting about me. You know, and thank you for acknowledging. You know, my existence. You know, I'm fine. Everyone, thank you for asking. Nobody ever here does. But yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm being sassy. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're being yeah, sassy. We talk to you all the time. You know, again, you know. Again, okay. again, mm-hmm. with the with the intro, you say okay. All right, all right. Be sassy too. Okay. With big mouth over here. Big okay. mouth captain pants and his Corellian blood strike. <laughs> yeah, I'm being sassy. Yeah. Uh, you know, sure. you can too, but you do you, you know? So. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Thank you for whatever that okay. was. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yep. Feel free to float over there and we'll talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> I think we're all looking forward to that, Matt. I apologize for. Yeah, I don't know. I take everything back. I, he that's really too, too is much sass. Uh, taking too, it out on you sass. this week, huh, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. More, I don't think he, it's sass anymore. What did you do to him? Yeah, he well, was, he was. He, there was an argument. Matt wore the the pants with the Corellian blood stripe on the side that I got him two life days ago. Yeah, and Azu wanted to make a big deal out of it, and and he's like. He was like, Matt doesn't look fat in those pants, but I'm going to make him feel like I, he I is. love the way those Krillian pants make they me look. They really look good. Yeah, it's amazing. They, they really look great. Look good. Yeah. I knew they would, and that's yeah. why I got them for you. And and I'm just saying, you 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 have you have put in some work, and it shows. Thank you. Not that you ever had to, because you're lovable anyway. <laughs> listen, listen, but. it's not me. It's the pants. Excellent craftsmanship. I mean, the Corellia, they make ships. They make pants. They're good products. Those are their two prime yeah, things. Yeah, exports. Ships and pants, yeah. everyone knows. You exactly. You Corellian yep. blood stripe, as, as Harrison Ford in A New Hope will prove. So I figured Matt yeah. Romano has to have them. And he just decided he he's like really wanted to make you self-conscious for no reason. <laughs> so he's playing mind games, man. 
Yeah, okay. And, then, and right. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Why, <laughs> why, why, you, why are you? I'm right. obviously Maybe we should him. bring a zoo back. I don't know. Let's move on, Brian. No, no, you don't. You don't <laughs> okay, want to. Right, okay. That's where all that came. He's from. piloting anyway, the ship again. He's yeah, fine. Okay. He's 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 <laughs> off. And we're gonna bring him back for for some lore again. Great. Um, but the the further away right now, there the is better. lore. Because I'm, I'm I'm I was ready to get punching. <laughs> um, we're recording on June eighth, twenty twenty two, and it's not just about the pants Matt's wearing. We're ready to jump into part four of Obi Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. But before we do, let's go to some news on the march. News on the march. So you know what happens when there's a Star Wars celebration and we have news. So much news, like a flood, like a a, a legitimate, like we're drowning in it kind of moment. Yeah. Yeah. Easily 10 news on the March sections. Yeah. Yeah. And we do it all in one episode. And then there's a big calm and there's nothing. (laughs) <laughs> but, so there's, there's, there's little, nothing. There's not. There, there's not nothing. Th- there's right, not Brian? nothing. But it's smaller. Um, but this is exciting for uh, book readers. For um, which is most of us, uh, except Matt. I like to I like to buy them. I you know? also I also have are am bad about reading Star Wars books, yeah. so I'm going to stand no, up for well, Matt here. No, thank no, you, I, thank I, you very I much. I just books yeah. in general. All right, all right. Then you have like We both we've talked about this before. We've got a lot of books going. Matt is still what? What's just just for fun? What's the situation? What's the situation uh, with Light of the Jedi? I don't know. I got to open it up around here somewhere. He's looking around yeah. like it's like it's around him. Like <laughs> it is. It's around like here somewhere. At it in a spare moment because he can't wait to pick it. Back in between up. takes of the show, yeah, at least two thirds yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. I'm past the. They saved the the, the system. You know that all the stuff was going Hetzel. on. They saved. Yeah, Hetzel. Hetzel Prime. You know, and now uh, they're back on. Uh, you know, I think there is like it turned in some political intrigue. Right and now, well, they're going to go. That's when the third book, when they go back to Hetzel and they opens a yeah. Wetzel's Pretzels. Oh, they call I didn't it get to Hetzel's that part. Wetzel's Pretzels. Great. I'd go there. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't happen. And I, that was not, I just did that. So, right Brian, tell us about news on the march. Tell us about this one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Caitlin. I was about to. You're welcome. Um, so, here, here, here's the thing, everybody. Let's, let's get, let's, we, we're talking about books here. And there's a new one coming out. It's called Shadow of the Sith. By Adam Christopher. It is approaching release, which is on June 28th, 2022. Matt, please give me some air horn action. There you go. Gorgeous. Thank you. Yep. You know I love them. <laughs> and it is going to look, and the this book is set before the sequel trilogy. So it's kind of in between, in that time between original trilogy and sequels. And remember all that stuff with Luke and Lando? How there's like, I know I was with him in Rise of Skywalker yeah. and it was on the trail of Ochi of Bestoon and all mm-hmm. that stuff with the dagger and all that. Mm-hmm. This book is about that. Cute. It's about ah. Luke and Lando on that Besties. mission. And Ochi of Bestoon, who's now a re- pretty much a regular character in the comics now, but in a different time period. This book is probably going to flesh him out even more, flesh out Ray's parents, Jody Comer and, and the other guy. Are they, were they... A clone? How do they tamper that down? There might be all that stuff in there. I don't know, but you can for you too can find out the secrets um, of pre-exile Luke and Lando and Matt's all-time favorite character Ochi of Bestuni. Yeah, he's a good guy. Like who was left out of of uh, Lego yeah. Star Wars uh, Skywalker Saga? But maybe another DLC, a, a future know. DLC for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, for yeah. sure. We know. For sure. This. We know we this. this. Mm-hmm. We notice we Sith, we let us win now, dear. Yeah, and we, know this. we need this. Um, so once again, <laughs> Shadows of the Sith 
by Adam Christopher, releases on June 28th. And that has been News on the March. That's a that, lot of news today. I don't know Spicy. what that voice was. It, it, it's, it's one book. So yeah. It's one book. I think you can handle it. Yeah. yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. it's like, put, put your hot pants on and let's get to it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what is a lot of hot, 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 hot action. You might call it hot, hot, hot. We got some action. That's right. We're going to charge into part four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi! We're going to discuss and celebrate the Karkin Kriff mm. out of this oh, episode. Man. We mm. need you to understand this. <laughs> For new canon reveals, we have our canon canon. <laughs> we have hot takes along the way. We'll sound the hot take alarm. Apparently, some people really like the hot wish alarm. Which oh, yeah. may or may not be back this week. I don't know. <laughs> not for me. I didn't have any hot wishes this week, but the other two. We might have one. We might have one. You full never know. Of hot wishes. I don't know. Listen, Matt's find out. Hot, he's got hot pants. Does he have a hot oh, wish? Oh, my goodness. Who's to say? And if anything really blew our minds, <laughs> we will really let loose thing. with a seismic <laughs> mind charge. Yes, the pants are going to be a runner a for the rest right. of the episode. Oh, no. I'm going to punch my leg Matt. back to life. Now, this episode <laughs> is brand new that we're going to be talking about, and we really, we don't want to spoil you for any of it. We don't want to be those people. We do not want to be the target of your I've been spoiled aggression. So be warned that we are about to get into severe spoiler territory. For good measure, we'll bring in our good friend, Werner Herzog, <sighs> who will read a short passage is. from his book, Conquest of the Useless, before he sounds the spoiler klaxon. After the klaxon is heard, spoilers will come. Okay. Werner, if you would grace us as you usually do. Hey, Werner. Hey, buddy. <clears throat> New York, 27th of March, 1984. Huh. I was picked up at LaGuardia by What's a limousine with darkened windows and felt as though I were in the movie. Sexy. The woman who picked me up was wearing a mink coat. Ooh, as the mink. car rolled along, she revealed she had nothing on underneath. And now I will sound what? spoiler klaxon. Wow. What do I have underneath my mink coat? Oh. A whole lot of spoilers, as well as my entire magical spoiler train oh of mink coats. Goodness. Woo, 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 woo. Come on, give me some air horns as well. And uh, spoiler Let's really beef up this segment. What is that, Caitlin Ambush? There's a clear order in which to watch Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 4 and then listen to our podcast. Thank you as always, Werner. Here we go again. Punch it! Hello there. Jedi cannot help what they are. The Jedi Code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Kenobi! Obi-Wan Kenobi, part four, released on June 8th, 2022 on Disney+. Plus. After this, there are only two episodes of this. Oh, man. Only two. I feel like it just started. It just started. Because they gave us two at the start. Yeah, we were spoiled immediately. Obi-Wan Kenobi just ends earlier every year. Um, (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) Directed by Deborah Chow. Mm, Written by Joby (laughs) Harold and Hannah Friedman. And one note just at the top, you know, the opening silhouettes. They've yeah. within a week, Ned B and Lola are now I in the opening. So did, did you notice that? I did not I did. notice that. I did. Yeah. Made me smile. So it's, they're just going to keep doing those. I guess they had prepped that. A lot of love for Ned B around. A lot of people loving Ned B. Oh, he was a yeah. great droid. Um, yeah. always, a, always a fantastic, fantastic droid. Great droid. Oh, there's no great, question. Wonderful. There's no question. 
We know this. We know this. We know this. We know this. Love them. Oh, we love this. Mmm, Ned B. <laughs> oh, we're horny for this. <laughs> so Tala and Ned B get Ben to Jabim, Broken Ben, and he is put in a Bacta tank. So we were right. Yep. Exactly. And where else was he going to go? But there are no <laughs> flashback scenes. Yeah, no, see, no we, flashbacks. We see he's struggling around in his back. We see flashes of Vader in his back to tank. And then some shots of the duel, some breath and some lines. And then Ben bursts out of the top of the tank and asks about Leia. So that's all we get of Ben in the tank. And he didn't really <laughs> heal all that much. He's just fine. No. It's like we're just rolling around in, in, in fire. But to be fair. 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 Caitlin, you regularly roll around in fire and you look fine. It's my favorite activity on the weekends, Brian, I will say. Yeah. Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe it's, it's flames. Flames. Maybe it's Caitlin and Bush on fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the less popular slogan. So we cut to the Fortress Inquisitorious, and Leia is of is she's been captured by Reva. She is, of course, being held there and she's given She's giving stormtroopers what's what left and right. Do you, don't you know yeah. who I am? Do you know who my father is? Except it's charming. And she's our new little sass queen. And she's going medical freighter. Medical freighter. Reva eventually <laughs> enters and lets Leia know that she has no rights and Obi-Wan is dead. Dun, dun, Back dun. on Jabim. Yeah, it's like, uh-oh, that's news to us. Back, uh, yeah, th- th- I'm sorry, Reva. That's not canon. Uh, back on Jabim, Obi-Wan, now dressed in a more Jedi-esque tunic, i.e. not in rags or yeah. a sack, he meets some of the other people who work with the path. He argues with a man named Roken, who's played by O'Shea Jackson, about <sighs> helping to find Leia. Um, do, do you do you know O'Shea Jackson's work, Caitlin Amber? I love O'Shea Jackson. He's a, he's, he's a delightful human. And so I was yeah. when he was initially announced as being cast in this, I was very excited. And I love seeing him part of this, like, not fully the rebellion, but kind of like a pseudo part of spark, the rebellion. A spark, yeah, if you will. Part of the it, part. It, thank yeah, you, Matt. Offshoot. Yeah, well, a spark if, in the rebellion. This isn't the kind of thing the rebellion does. It's like there would be another tangent, like there's Enfys Ness little. So at this point, they're stris- disparate strands that have not been tied together. Exactly. Yet. They're not an alliance yet. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't yeah. be until Mon Mothma allies them all together in what is it cargo hall yes <laughs> oh, rebels yes. rebels where that happens in like, yeah <laughs> it's like it's like freighter news it's like it's such a it's not like the alliance comes together isn't the title it's like i forget i forget the actual title anyway, but he he for for people who don't know he's actually um I think I, I first saw him. He plays Ice Cube in in Straight Outta Compton because he's playing his father. His father yeah, is, is Ice Cube. Yeah, um, that's so, where I remember him from. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's a he's a delightful Straight Outta man. Compton, directed by F. Gary Gray, who also directed the wonderful Men in Black International. So, Whoa, there, listen, that. there you go. If, if you want to see a if you want to have a fun time yes. with a movie. Um, Call that one up and, and pay for it. Head you to your nearest red box, put about five dollars <laughs> into the machine, jam, and get jam, that DVD. Jam a twenty in there. Just <laughs> yeah, jam that red box in the twenties. Just do it. You will not. You will feel better if you just overly pay for it. So anyway, we love O'Shea Jackson. We love F. Gary Gray. Anyway, yeah. Um, so he's he's not completely on board with helping yet um, because Ben is all about going to find young Lay. He's like, we got other things that we, there are a lot of people that need help. We can't just drop everything. Ro, that's just, here's some Roken stats. He calls Obi-Wan general, which I thought was interesting. Mm. He himself married a foreign sensitive woman and that they, they thought they could hide it, but the inquisitors got her, got her. So this is quite personal for him, for Roken. 
Yes. Um, he agrees eventually to help, and we go to yet another hollow map planning session yeah. on how to raid the Fortress Ooh. Inquisitorius. We meet Wade, who's played by writer McLaughlin, and Sully, who is played by Maya Erskine. Maya. I know her from the Hulu series Pen15. God, yes. it's so, so it I love that show. Viewers, if you were if you were like, am I hallucinating or is that her? No, it's her. I had the I same either, exact moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I either forgot she was going to be on this or I just didn't know. Part of it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. She is going to be on this. I'm like, I was like, I was like, I know that she? face. And I feel like typically I'm seeing that face in a way that is 15 a, years old and deeply relatable in a really disturbing way. Completely different context. Anyway, if she she's she's very good in this yeah. episode, I, yeah. I, I hope she gets more to do. And uh, who knows, maybe she'll be, you know, one of the stars of Skeleton Crew. But <laughs> also, Pen15 is generally just a, a very <laughs> funny and heartwarming show. They are, she is, she she and her co-star are really, really, yeah. very, yep. very yep. talented. Yep. Yep. I'm sure they're breathing a sigh of relief right now. Because <laughs> they know that we um, They're like, oh, thank God he likes us. Return oh, of the Pod man, gave it a been positive review. a rough review. couple years. Yeah, I'm sure it has. <laughs> so they say it's impenetrable. And, I, and I'm thinking this whole time, it's like, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for Cal Kestis just a couple of months ago. It's like, I swam into that fortress. No prob, Bob. And they're like, it's impenetrable. No one can do it. And I'm like, I just did it. It's like Cameron Monaghan, as Cameron Monaghan playing a character, it's like, we just did it. Um, so going there is generally agreed to be a suicide mission. The idea of using T-47s is floated for a moment. Obi-Wan says he'll go alone if he has to. Tala then says, no, I'll go with you. She may still have cover with Imperial clearance. So they'll find a way, one, they'll, they'll find a way in one way or another. It's obvious what kind of speeders the T-47s are um, mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of this episode because we see them fly in. But they are, in fact, the speeders used by the Rebellion on Hoth in Empire Strikes Back. And it's cool because we rarely, if ever, see them outside of that movie. Yeah. It's um, aside from a joke about adapting them to the cold and <laughs> Skywalker. Style. Well, and, and there's, a, there's a Lego set from Last Jedi that actually ha- makes it a sand speeder. And it's one of those things that really may upset me because that was not in the movie. They're okay. never in sand in that movie. Well, whatever it is, the, the, the I crate. Like, I feel whatever. like you just have your facts yeah. wrong. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, there's what like they a call sand it a salt speeder. It's no, it's like a sand speeder, and it's it's like supposed to. I'm, I'm going to look it up. Fascinated by this. <laughs> you you yeah. you get on this. I'm going to get while, on it while Caitlin and I discuss the real thing. Okay, you get back. I'll be back a little bit because <laughs> I think you've worked yourself up into a tizzy about being so upset about something that isn't actually real. Well, and Brad, wow, what a departure! What do you want to talk Wars. about though? Continue. Well, so well, here, here we go. Up. Here we go, Caitlin. Because yeah. because quite frankly, I'm done with that. <laughs> anyway, it's fun to see T47s. Doing something. It's fun to see them outside of Empire Strikes Back. So for thoughts on this plan, the impenetrability of the fortress and Obi-Wan bouncing back after being burned alive really quickly, I'm going to go to Caitlin and Bush. Ooh. Well, as you said, Brian, uh, we know that this fortress is uh, not exactly non-impenetrable. Yeah. Uh, we, We have been there. Anyone who has played this video game, as we have all been obsessed with, uh, has been there. We know that the security is not exactly up to par, which granted what security in the empire is actually up to par. It's true. But if, if I'm playing a game and I get it, managed to get in and if it's stealth, and it's if it's stealth. not like a Mary Jane section in the Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, that's know? fair. That's very fair. Continually losing and starting over and again. starting over constantly because the guards all say, Hey, what are you doing here? Yeah. And, and you're just done. Yeah. If I'm able to do it, 
it's not a secure base. That's fair. So, but we, we've managed, and that's all canon. Fall, fallen Order is canon, and that has already happened. Absolutely. So they really haven't learned the lesson at all. And as I have said previously, when does the Empire ever learn their lessons about yeah. anything, but especially security? It's like, well, build another death ball. But well, you know, uh, just replace that glass. This this idea that uh, that Obi Wan is like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna brush myself off, dust myself off. I got lit on fire. Who really cares? Uh, I'm gonna go save my pseudo daughter uh, because she's being held by a crazy woman, and they're going to torture her, possibly kill her, and then reveal everything about any Jedi that I've ever known. Uh, that is something that will get you out of bed in the morning. I feel like <laughs> it's a new way yeah. to motivate him. Yes. I, I'm not sorry. Not out of the bed, out of the back to tank in the morning. The, the, that'll get you out of the back to tank in the morning. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Caitlin and Bush to ping off a thought. Cause that hadn't occurred to me. Do you think part of why he's, he's so driven to get to her is because she could spill secrets or because it's just, it's Leia. I care about her. She's important because of all the other stuff or she's just a kid. And I like this kid now, or is it all of it? I mean, I, I'm sure because it's Obi-Wan and he he thinks in, you know, in in multiple levels, I'm sure it is a lot of different things. But I do think that his primary idea is, hey, my old friend Bail Organa has asked me to save and protect his child. This child also so happens to be the only daughter of my son, brother, best friend who just tried to kill me. Uh, a lot of emotions happening there. But ultimately, I think I think little Leia has just charmed him. And as much as he likes to shove down those emotions because he's a Jedi, he ultimately is a very emotional, very open human being and therefore feels this need to protect and, and look after and be that that Jedi master. As we say in the in the opening episode, Jedi can't help what they are. And Obi-Wan is the ultimate Jedi. He is the ultimate, mm-hmm. the ultimate bleeding heart at the end of the yeah. day. And he will never get away from that. A fiery heart, if you will. Mm, um, no, I think, wow. I think that's, Ooh, too soon. I, too I soon. <laughs> I think that's perfectly put, Caitlin. And all of that's true. And when you add in the events of the first three episodes, but especially the last one, he's an open wound right now. Yeah. He's vulnerable in a way that he has never prepped before because his past is literally coming back to burn him. And he already felt bad about it. This is 10 years of pent up of pent up undealt with issues and he is a vulnerable open wound. And so he's just going to act in ways that are going to surprise him, Yeah, I think, and find him doing things. So it's for motivations aside, it's um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure part of it is thinking redemption. Part of it is just, you know, this is what's in front of me. This is what I can do. This is what I'm going this to do. This is the right thing. Yeah. It's either this or back to my, Really awful job cutting meat. So I choose this. So, you know. We're glad. Um, Or going back to see Freck, um, you know. And you know what? Freck. Ooh. So we're back at it. Tala's ship pulls up to the Fortress Inquisitorius. Obi-Wan is training in the Force again. He's just moving a little small object around. And he's just, you know, trying to get his, his, his groove back. Tala is back in Imperial uniform and she has some advice for Obi-Wan. Your body's not the only thing that needs to heal, Ben. The past is a hard thing to forget and you just need time, that's all. Some things can't be forgotten. All of this is happening while Reva grills Leia about the path. She knows they are on two systems and she wants to know what Leia knows. Reva continues to lie to Leia about Obi-Wan and ultimately Leia clicks into full confidence 
can't be interrogated mode. Her resistance to the mind probe is considerable. It'll be some time before we can extract any information from her. It started, started. It's yeah. a mixture of that it, conditioning from yeah. royal conditioning and also Jedi. Just yes, yeah, the force. force ability. She's strong yeah. with the force. She knows what it's she's like, about and will not be intimidated. Yeah. And she just rejects all of that. She just changes her posture and is like, nope. And she's also, she's not giving up anything. This kid would, would sooner die. Tala's ship then pulls into the hangar of the fortress and she exit she exits in full imperial garb. She argues with a flunky and gets past the checkpoint. She then plugs into the system and calms Ben who is swimming into the underwater part of the fortress. <laughs> He's using a rebreather as we see him use in Phantom Menace. I was going to say very Revenge Phantom of Menace of us all. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she it's like well, that's nice. Maybe the path had one of those to to give him. Um <laughs> and she opens an entry for him. So question for everyone. Caitlin and I already touched on this, but I'll ask you, Matt Romano. We just did this. Um <laughs> we just went in exactly the same way as Cal Kestis. That has happened in Canon a couple years before this. So and got in the same way. Thoughts on this, Matt Romano. Well, first of all, what is Star Wars without a hollow map session and breaking into an Imperial base. Hey, the only thing that would have made I, this scene better is uh, if another Obi- good point. Yeah. The only thing that would have made this scene better is if Obi-Wan like knocked out a stormtrooper and put a stormtrooper costume on. There we go. I was <laughs> genuinely, I was he waiting does. for him to put yeah. on a stormtrooper costume. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, this yeah. He, when he gets out of the hole and knocks that first trooper down, <laughs> right. I thought he was going to put like, it on I was like, here we too. go. This is going to be great. But instead yeah. we'll get to this on a little bit. He has a different disguise which I cannot wait. I cannot wait about. to talk about. I <laughs> really <laughs> cannot. Uh, yeah, but but I but I appreciate it. I like that the, it was like the the quickest hollow map session we've ever seen in Star Wars. I mean, yes. was just like, oh, the most impenetrable Empire base there is. I'm going in. We're doing and it. Yeah. We're doing it because he's getting his mojo back, baby. My mojo. You know, Leia it lit that fire under him. He's going for it. I this love whole it. episode is him bouncing back. That's it's right. Like all of the things he was afraid we to go. do before. And we'll get to this in a little bit. The things yep. that you you yourself personally, Matt Romano, yeah. were petitioning him to do, he <laughs> yes. starts doing. In Damn right. Multiple yep. things. And I thought of you multiple times. Very and satisfying. Like, get out of my head, Matt Romano. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I just, I, I still, I don't know if it was conscious or not to make this exactly like fallen order especially because it's exactly we, i mean canon. granted you can you can assume that the people watching the disney plus series which are very well known are not necessarily always the people who are playing all the way through the the video game yeah come so, on how else are you gonna get into this thing i mean right. you know, it's like, going underneath it's, it swim. and it's fun it's fun to to see that and i think it's it's a combination <laughs> really fun addition for people who haven't played the game and then for people who have played the game like us obsessively just going hey i've done that before yeah, yeah. yeah that's what a lot of people have said it's like they were like watching and turn to their wife and be like you know i did that i've done that yeah, i've done that which I, cool. turned, I, I turned and said that to no one sitting i watched a tutorial it's online great. to teach me how to do that and i did that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I did it on the easiest level possible. That's right. Thank you. I'm in it for the cut sh- scenes. All right. Yeah. Anyway, um, security in this place is, as we've already established, next level awful, which is proven in a little while. Anyway, Ben, as as we already touched on, jumps out of this watery hole, takes out a trooper, and he's in. Reva is now using force interrogation on Leia, and it's not working. It's rare that we see force interrogation have no effect on Leia's someone. Leia's very at all. much like Ray. She's resisting. Yeah, yeah. And she's not forcing it back. She's not there yet. She's yep. still a kid. But Leia is just looking at her, and let's hear Leia's reaction. It's 
this hysteric contest. Uh, She's my favorite thing of, in the of, world. One of my favorite <laughs> lines in the whole in the whole episode. I She's think it's so always going to be. There are all these big, meaningful lines, but it's really it's like what's what's the Leia line of the episode? Because that's going to be my. That's favorite. it. Yeah. Um, yep. And no, I'm not just saying that to say it. Um, I actually. Yeah, She's really delightful. Enjoy it. Yeah, it's delightful. Incarnation of the character in every way. It just makes huh. me think Leia. It makes me think character. You could see the exact same thing as Leia at like 19 saying the exact yeah, same thing. Absolutely. Deadpan. Yeah. It's just so just incredibly that character. And I continue to be stunned by the work of Vivian Lyra Blair. Long may she work and <laughs> and long may she be protected from this god awful business of show. <laughs> so it's not often that you see this tactic, as I said, have no effect on someone. Reva gives up on the attempt as Lola sneaks out of Leia's cloak, but Reva has her almost instantly in a force grab. <laughs> and she makes reference to having a droid that was taken from her when she was Leia's age. And it hints at, and there's a little line here that hints at what Reva's deal might be. So let's play it. I had a droid when I was younger too. It was taken from me. Like everything else. So I don't know what that is, but I think it's just the ongoing mystery of Reva. It's like it builds. Yeah. Yeah. Taking something from you. What is that? I'm very curious to find out. Mm. Um, So we cut to Tala looking at schematics of the fortress. And this is very new hope when R2's searching for the princess. It's like the map upon map upon map upon yeah, map. That's what yep. I got from this. Mm. Um, Obi-Wan wondering what, what, what they're hiding here. It's like, there's something here. What are they doing with all these, all the space down here? <laughs> yeah. i to find out. She, she tries to guide, guide Ben to where Leia is, but there are seeker droids everywhere. And for more on seeker droids and some other lore that we have heard up to this point, we're going to go to another lore session with a zoo to point out some connections. Uh-oh. Zoo. Come and join us. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Seeker Droids. Uh, Maul, Darth Maul, first used a version of these in Phantom Menace. Later, a variation of them, more like the ones here, are used by Seven Sister on Rebels. Okay. Um, now, while you're here, Azu, don't float away. There's a reference to, I think, Reva makes a reference to Balnab. Is that anything? Yeah, um, it actually is. I was waiting for you to ask. Uh, Caitlin is really going to like this. Um, Balnab is a location from the Clone Wars episode Nomad Droids, where that's where some pit droids play Wizard of Oz, tricking the locals with a giant hologram. Oh, wow. I mean, that's one of Caitlin's favorite episodes of the Clone Wars. Okay, well, what else do we have? Well, uh, again, there's more. Tala, at one point in a bit, will make many references to Florum, which is a recurring planet on the Clone Wars where Hondo Onaka is based on all we all love. Matt, you like Hondo Onaka. Right? I love Hondo. Where are we going to get yeah. Hondo in live action? Come on, Hondo. Hondo. Come on. In general, uh, we see a good amount of Purge Troopers uh, from Fallen Order. Also, the second run of the Marvel Darth Vader title written by Charles Soule beginning in issue 13 in 2017. So, and again, you already talked about the T-47, so I guess I'll just erase my whole entry about that. Yeah, yeah, but what do you know about uh, the Sand Speeders, uh, Azu? No, we'll cover that in Galactic Points of Interest <laughs> okay, because right. we're actually going to talk about the episode itself. Oh, okay, now. all right, just check so it. So okay. you can just pipe your pants. <laughs> oh, my pants. Okay, so, okay um, all right, float, thank you. Float, thank, thank you, Azu. Okay. okay. Caitlin and Bush, I know you're you're the one who got me 
to, to make me a nomad droids convert. Yeah. To, to stop worrying and learn to love. Love the, the episode, nomad droid. Mercy mission with, with the, with the creepy space ants and nomad droids. One of the weirdest double, double deckers in all of the clone <laughs> wars. So you got some nomad droids representation. You must be feeling good. I'm so excited. And there's no reason for those episodes to exist in the clone wars. No. Uh, but no. It brings my heart joy every day that it does exist. And so to see it come into live action, just it 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 just verifies something deep in my soul. It makes me whole. Yep. It makes you whole and it gives you a whole lot of serotonin. Try some today. Moving on. Obi-Wan dodges a secret droid as Tala dodges and beats up a flunky who demands to see her identification. He doesn't last very long against Indira Varma. Yeah, try again much. When she gets back on comm, stormtroopers pass by Obi-Wan, hear it, but Obi-Wan uses the force to evade them. He does his point over there and make them hear something trick, and they do. And this is right out of A New Hope. Matt Romano, we're back. We're, we're at it, finally. Just last week, you were famously saying, because this is taking the whole yes, world famously. by storm has been talking about nothing else, but you roasting Obi-Wan yes. <laughs> over the fire, as well as over the coals for Brian. And now he is he is fully using the force more than his blaster. So did you uh, did he make it up to you in this episode? Because this is the the start of him getting getting his groove his mojo back with the force and everything we've barely begun but did he make it up to you were you happy with this Matt Romano absolutely he's starting to feel it more like he's almost getting stronger by the minute like with every little like thing he accomplishes you know he he grows stronger with the force and it culminates in a moment later in the episode which we'll get to but I, I'm I love seeing the force now and it just proves what I, what I was saying last week if he had the ability to use the force the whole time I think he would have got out of these jams a little quicker mm. you know just just little force tricks along the way would have made uh, the, the entire adventure easier but his lack of force powers uh put him in the situation and he's in now yeah he's seen fear he's faced it down like literally, literally. yeah and it's yeah. like so this this place with bad security He's just going to do whatever he can. He's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. This is going to, if this is going to get me through, I'm just going to do it. He's like, so I he's have like, to do it now. I got to use it. My cover's going to be blown anyway. Yeah. So I might as well just go for they it. They know my face. <laughs> I am the the master of the greatest evil in the galaxy now. Yeah. So yeah, I've got kind of a famous face. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's it's wonderful to see. Moving on to Leia and Reva round nine, I think at this point. <laughs> Leia tries once again to outmaneuver Reva and just ends up really pissing her off. Reva's done playing nice. Two stormtroopers take Leia and put her in a torture chair. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan enters an area and finds what, in fact, they are hiding in the depths of this fortress. And it is a tomb. And we see, I'm assuming, the frozen dead body of... Yeah. Break my heart, why don't you? Like frozen and amber. Yeah, and not in a way the Jurassic Park scientists are going to come along and gather <laughs> DNA. Yeah. No, it's that was the first, whenever I see something fossilized in Andrew, that's the first thing I, I mean, I yeah, of, of course. And I yeah. don't think yeah. I'm alone. But again, break my heart. It's Tara Sinube is face to face with him, and I gasp. This is a Brian, not a Caitlin Screens moment. This is a Brian Gas moment. Whoa. We rarely get those. That is a rare sighting, Matt, right there. A Brian Gas oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. moment. Yeah, totally. I can't believe that I wasn't surprised that, yeah, they have force users. 
dead force users down here in tune, but that they use Terra Sinube mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Which listeners would probably know from the season two Clone Wars episode, Lightsaber Lost, where he teaches Ahsoka about patience and all that. He's a, he's one of my, I, I love, you guys know. I love yes, Oh yeah, totally. I've been How wanting to see what happened to him for the longest time. So well, I just, we, we know now. We know it's one that he, he he can be dead. It's unfortunately. Um, and so, yeah, I gasped. And there are other Jedi, probably some of them just force sensitives down here. Padawan. Padawan. Also, yeah, a full on oh just Jedi, Je- Jedi youngling. Not yeah. even a Padawan. Youngling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, youngling. With the, with the, the training, training helmet, helmet on still. Yeah. It's like, uh, we can't, sir, we can't get this off. Just stick baby. him in there with it on. It doesn't matter. It'll yeah. look better for the display. Who's coming down here? <laughs> Who's view? Are, does Vader just like walk through the halls viewing these like yeah, they're dinosaur skeletons every once in a while? Fresh for this. So this youngling fresh out of the temple. In any case, for the body, confirmed death. Not that I had much hope he was still alive. And for the rest of this, Terra Sinube and all the rest, cannon, cannon, fire. And it looks like Matt has a pressing thought that he all wants right. to share. Well, I, I'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll swing over. Um, swing it over means, to me, we'll damn just, it. We'll just <laughs> skip whatever the hell I was going to do yep. and go for it. Matt Romano. Reminds me of that scene in Rebels when Hera is talking about the Mustafar system and she <gasps> says that's where Jedi go to die. The Mustafar system? I've never heard of it. Hera? I've only heard that name once. From Kanan. He said Mustafar is where Jedi go to die. And we learned in this episode that the fortress is in the Mustafar system. We we knew that Nur is in the Mustafar system, but she's not necessarily just talking about Mustafar the planet. She's talking about the whole system. system. It is where Jedi go to die. They go to die and they go to be preserved there. They go to be preserved there for eternity. Exactly. Because I thought you were going to go somewhere else. I thought you were going to talk about how it reminded you of how we see the remains of Luminara encased early on in Rebels. That's true too. Like, nope, yep. she's dead. But um, <laughs> that is that—that's a great take. Well, there you go. Um, there you I love go. it, Matt Romano. Yeah. Aside geez. from that connection, why do we think they're these 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 Jedi Force sensitives, the kids, Terra Sinubes? Why are they encased in amber down here? Is Richard Attenborough going to start another park? And instead of dinosaurs, <laughs> fill it up with Jedi. Is Mister DNA going to do the voiceover for thoughts on this? I want to go right to Caitlin and Bush. I mean, I think it's the same reason why uh, even in our real world, when you think about uh, wars that happen and and the victors create museums to 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 the the empires of the impression that even though they are still fighting this war, they're of the impression that they won. So we in our real world and just in the Star Wars world, we create museums to honor whatever horrifying deeds were created. So, you know, if if we were to equate this to the real world, this is going to get really heavy and I apologize. But, you know, the 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 empire has always been equated to to fascist regimes, to mm-hmm. something like World War II, and so this is the idea of that, you know, if if the other side had won in World War II, of course, uh, mm-hmm. Nazi Germany would have kept these horrifying monuments to their their uh, to their yeah. winning to to what they had deemed to be the right way of life. Which, in the case of Star Wars, is to wipe out all of the Jedi and to encase them in amber and show them off to. Not the masses, but in this case, to just hold them as this symbol of power. 
Um, And it's it's horrifying to watch all of this and to watch Obi-Wan's face as he is looking at them and the recognition. Oh, he's knowing these people. When he says it's it's a tomb. I mean, that's a loaded. Yes. It makes me think a little bit of, you know, when the Caesars have a triumph and they parade through the streets pretending they're gods, they parade their conquered foes in front of them. Yes. Say, here's the king of the Gauls dressed up in front of me and I'm, we're going to behead him officially in front of everyone so everyone can see how great I am. Yes. I guess my only issue with if that's why they're down here is this isn't a, a necessarily a really public spot. Mm. And if they're going to really want to show that off, it's like, do it on Coruscant. It's like, put it well, in the Well, who knows? Square. Who knows what they're... Who, who knows who, what secret tours are going on gonna, down here? Yeah, but what they're going to do with those bodies, who's gonna, too. Who's right. going to say, who's gonna say the word first? Who's going to say I, the word first? I don't want to say it. It's no, always no, no, me. Yes, you do. I'm going I'm I'm to bypass that, and I'm going to say that this is very much... Um, Snokes in jars. What? Midichlorians? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, they could be doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but I, I'm going to say that I think that this is, this is, if, if, you know, we, we know that the, the Inquisitors are on this mission to, to capture all of the Jedi, to kill all of the Jedi. And this seems like the kind of collection that you roll out once you have fully succeeded. Mm. Once you have the full set. Yes. Ooh, that's this, sick, Don't Caitlin. put them all in You're the case sick. until we have all of them. Yeah, Oof. this is the thing that once you have succeeded in your mission, once you have killed all of your opponents, you roll them out to somewhere in Coruscant into the town square, whatever the equivalent of that is, and say, yeah. we have killed all of the Jedi. They're missing a few, though. If this is like right. the kid on the but, playground you know, that's ca- like, but look at my collection. Us. It's like, okay, you got Terra Sinube and well done on the Jedi youngling. What a conquest. These other randos, it's like you have like Skiff Guard and Scout Trooper. Look, I'm but not, you're missing, say, like, I'm not Luke saying Skywalker, that the, the Empire is like efficient or smart, but yeah. but that's the vibe <laughs> that I'm getting here. This is part of the Fortress Inquisitorious experience. Yeah. Matt, I'm assuming you're just going to say clones and midichlorian research. Yeah, I don't know. Something's got to lead to to Snoke and, and the it. Yoda baby stuff. Something. I don't disagree with you. I'm sorry. It's got to happen. Baby is not a clone. I know, but he was being used in the program. In the study tr- of, yeah. of the study. Oh, I hadn't thought of it like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is a good point. Thank the you. more you know. You're really smart. <laughs> Moving on. Moving anyway, on. Anyway, okay. Torture is about to commence. I feel like it already has. You know what I mean? Listen, <laughs> oh, Reva God. is called away, but this turns out to be a tactic from Tala, and a long bluff then proceeds where Tala is very convincing. But not to the point where I ever thought she was double-crossing us. Um, because she keeps mentioning Florum. And also, we know that's not true. And also, Indira Varma would never do that to me. Specifically mm. me. She would never <laughs> double-cross me. She never has. And she never will. Now, the really cool part, though, once Reva is out of the room, all the lights go out, and Obi-Wan sparks up. And it's blue saber time, and he takes it to the stormtroopers one at a time out of the darkness. Batman begins style, and he's, as we said, he's getting his moves back. He breaks Leia out, and she is relieved he's alive. And there's an interesting exchange here that I want us to play, because I I think it's kind of loaded. You're alive. They told me you were dead. I didn't tell them anything. I know. So sweet. So I love that she wants to say, it's like, aren't you proud of me in a way? It's like, I didn't tell them. Anything. She, she really looks up to him. But at the same time, we all know the Star Wars history of the line. I know whether intentional or not. I, I don't know. I, mm, I, I, yeah, maybe. 
it's. I mean, considering that it's late, obviously it is not considered to be romantic at all. Yeah, but but it it is this. But it is this. I I get it though. It's this continuation it a, of of it rhymes of rhymes. the it's yeah. it rhymes and it's continuation it's of rhyme. the the people in Leia's life. Uh, will always come back for her. She's a person who inspires loyalty and inspires love, no matter where she's at in her life, and that's just wonderful to see. Great leaders inspire leadership in others. Okay, well, they, they're, he's proud or whatever, but they he gets her out of that barber chair from hell, and they're out because they got a pitter-patter, seriously. Tala, meanwhile, is continually bluffing really hard, and Reva has just had it at this point with every single person in this episode, <laughs> I found Mrs. Ingram really entertaining because she is just at that point. She's like, I am going to snap. I have had it with all of you. And she's about to take T- Tala to interrogation when, for lack of a better way to say it, the spoiler klaxon goes off. <laughs> like, yes. We've been using yeah. that sound effect and doing that bit for a little while now. And that's just what a I, little while. I'll be honest. That's what I immediately thought. I was like, Oh, they got about to spoil something. Yeah. I was like, the rest no, of the it's, episode. It's yeah. an alarm in star Wars. It's a famous sound. Heard it much. Tala <laughs> doesn't wait though. She just runs. We then get Obi-Wan and Leia in the halls. Obi-Wan now walking around, just walking around with his sparked up lightsaber, taking out troopers with relative ease. And there's some very satisfying action. Just a lot of lights, blaster bolt deflecting, Mm. which I know we're all big fans of. Mm -hmm. And I just love how much lightsaber was in this. And I just kept saying, you're doing it, Peter. You're doing (laughs) it. (laughs) And we've already talked about him coming back, Matt Romano. But thoughts on this. Were were you both? I'll open this up to both Matt Romano and Caitlin and Bush. Were you how satisfying was this Obi-Wan just pretty much rampaging through this base with a lightsaber? Uh. And this it's not like we're used to him. Yeah. Come through battle droids like this. Yeah. Or no, it was or, satisfying. Or, and one Super other point clones. We haven't seen him, Obi-Wan, do this to stormtroopers before. Yeah. So it's it's worth bearing in mind that these are actual people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, and it's kind of like I, I kind of got the impression he was enjoying it a little bit. Like he's like when he was sparring, kind of hitting the blasters back and forth. And like I said before, like I I feel like with every move he's been getting begins. With every move, he's been getting stronger and stronger. And like it's all leading up to this moment in in the episode. But even when, you know, he's taking out the stormtroopers in the dark, it's like, yeah, I don't know. You could you could see it in, in everything he's doing. He's getting stronger by the minute. Yeah. Caitlin, Obi-Wan, uh, at any point, do you wish he'd said, I am vengeance? <laughs> uh, I feel like you wish he would have said that. But no, I agree with everything nope, Matt said. Joke's on you because I actually didn't. Um, <laughs> I think the joke's on me. Anyway, Reva is on her way with a full squad. She has, as we said, she has had it. Obi-Wan is in the halls now taking on many, many troopers all at once, and at a tr- and as well as an approaching purge trooper. A deflected bolt hits the glass, and I, again, thought, you lose, General Kenobi. I'm like, they didn't fix the glass? Okay, here's the, cal- the thing. I have to say, yeah, once yeah, again, bush. Go for the it. thought that I had while playing the game Y'all made an underwater fortress with a bunch of laser guns in it, and you didn't make the glass resistant to laser gun shots. Because it's all Empire hubris. They all, everything about the, everything. it's all about the architecture. They don't yes. think about safety. They don't think about, they they, they think, oh, no one's ever going to break in here. Uh, Why we don't have to pay for the We're not glass. thinking about security. No. We're not thinking about safety. <laughs> We're thinking about, is it cool? Yeah, is it cool? And I'm sorry. I left my... My my <laughs> blaster proof glass at the cleaners. I just 
God. Yeah, it's it's you know what anyway. the people who built this place anyway. when they were putting this section together, you know what they didn't see any of? What? They didn't see any red flags. Red flags! Red <laughs> yeah. flags here! There were none for sale. None there were for none sale. For sale. Yep. No one going to jump in? Okay. No, we're moving on. Okay, so for a brief moment here also, there was a brief, briefest of flash of the classic main Star Wars theme, which is yes. appears even when John Williams has fully written the score, it's used so sparingly outside of the original trilogy. And it was just a little bitty bit, but it was really cool to see it. And I, I feel like Natalie Holt's really... She's she's leaning on the the new Obi Wan theme a lot. She's using that a lot, but I feel like she's holding back on the classic themes. When she finally hits us with them, it's going to be a sucker punch, mm-hmm. and I am ready to get hurt. Yeah, that again. little bit with the force, Mwah. chef's yeah, kiss. I'm I'm ready to be part of the problem. Ben mostly uh, closes a door on a mat. He just kind of closes this door on them. It's kind of like a Marx <laughs> Brothers routine for a minute. And uh, the whole mass of them, including the purge trooper, Leia calls his attention to the breaking window. He then uses the force to hold this window and the water rushing in. Matt, you must have loved this part. Hi, this is actually, the moment I'm talking about. Yeah, it was very so cool how it happened. It's also kind of a shatter point for all you Mace Windu fans. And Matt, it's kind of a Mace Window moment. <laughs> it absolutely like, is. It absolutely oh, is. He's holding oh, no. the window and he's yeah. deflect with one arm and deflecting blaster bolts with his lightsaber with the other. Yeah. Holding very... back an ocean. You know, yeah. Ocean. Def- yeah, this, yeah. He can this, hold back, back an baby. ocean and deflect <laughs> blaster bolts at the same time. So can cool. one Jedi truly do it all? Find out on... Yes. Okay, that okay it's yeah. over. So the troopers finally... It, it's it's a badass moment. And, yeah. and I'm like, this is more... Now, this finally, an Obi-Wan I can get behind. Yeah. Uh, troopers eventually break through the door, but Ben just lets the window break and guides the rushing water and it takes all of them out. And again, I was like, we just did this with Cal Kestis, but it doesn't matter. He runs and Tala <laughs> shuts the door behind him and they're all three safe for the moment. Tala, then, we're finally at the point. Mm-hmm. Tala gives Ben a disguise. <laughs> and it's quote an imperial- unquote, and, and, No, quote unquote, I, disguise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yes. Big bunny ear quotes around disguise. Gesture. I have thoughts feelings. I think you had the same exact thoughts that I had about this. Yeah. Um, it's what this disguise is. It's a hat and an Imperial trench coat. It's loose. It's, it's an Imperial hat. We'll give it that much. Yeah. But the trench coat, it's just like from the army Navy store. Yeah. It is a big coat. It's just like a green trench coat. coat. Yeah. And it's all just loosely over Obi-Wan's regular Jedi clothes, Jedi ass clothes. And not only that, Leia is under it, not even clinging to his leg or to his back, pretending to be a hump or something. She's just walking closely <laughs> next to him. Yes. So he's looked like he has the biggest goiter known to man on the side of his leg under this trench coat and fully walking around this base full of everyone and looking around. And it's like, are we get really getting the look on you and face? Are we really getting away with this? Yeah. yeah. Is nobody no one's looking paying at this. Yeah. Granted, the alarms are going off. People are there. Yeah. They're all over there. Everyone's hubbub. It's like everyone's attention is directed elsewhere, but he's like, no one's looking at me. This is, and he seriously, what it reminded me instantly of was the character Vincent Adultman from Bojack Horseman. Thank you. Three children <laughs> in a trench coat. For clearly two different people, one adult and one child. Okay, bye. Yeah. Yes. It's the classic bit. And, and no show has taken that bit to the extreme that Bojack oh, Horseman did. No, no, no. My, my mind went immediately to the, to the Muppet Man. The Muppet Man. 
from uh, the Muppets. The Muppet Man. The Muppet, the Muppet Man. Man. That's what all the Muppets in the in the Muppet movie, uh, you know, oh, all like yes. trying to break into Miss yes. Piggy's office. You look familiar. So do you. I know. Brian and I were on the the <laughs> Shrek bit though. Here oh, okay. For all a right, second, right, right. but. Yeah. We were on, we were on, they, they, this the bit has been done a lot. It's yes. like, surprise, it's three porgs in a trench coat. Yes, you know? I like it. There's, I like it. It's, but he's walking around and, and not even, he's just like, don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I guess I'm not suspicious. <laughs> so I'm sound the hot take alarm. Because I've got a hot take. Oh boy. It's not even a take. This is just something I'm saying. I think, and this is not a statement, this is a statement in, in world, in canon. Yeah. This is not that the the costume designer did a bad job or this was a bad choice. Or, right, of or course, anything of like course. That. This is in in terms this is in this within the story. We've seen a lot of disguises in Star Wars. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this is without a doubt the worst attempt at a disguise. <laughs> By any character in the entire Star Wars saga as we know it. they He knows it, too. The look yeah. on Obi-Wan's face is nothing mm. but surprise and then shame. Yeah. He's got a full-on kid just walking under half of this coat. It's barely it's barely covered. His yeah, face I guess is it visible. Is. Yeah, I guess his lightsaber's probably dangling out. Yeah. He might as well have the rebel insignia painted on his back. <laughs> There's got to be a worse one. There's got to be. What is worse? No, no, no. I'm like, Lando in, in Return of the Jedi is like, I'll strap these teeth in front of my face. Nobody will notice me. It's like, that's better. I'm pretty sure BB-8 wore a garbage can. That, that's also better. <laughs> the garbage can is probably better. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe, I guess, Han, I maybe Han uh, uh, tapping someone on the back and running away might be slightly worse. Yeah, that's, that's a just a move. I just yeah. right. I'm just like I'm trying to think of something that is equally bad. It's just it's it's. I love it. It's we'll just bad. walk it's with so good. close to your leg and cover you. You're both kind kind of with this trench coat that is ill fitting. Yeah, and then she keeps like peeking out every once in a while, yeah. like opening it up and, and I'm looking. Like, I'm, seeing I'm into you. it. It's like at least grab I his leg it. and like so when he walk, moves the leg, it's like it's one step, step. Step, and they're step. just going it's with like, it. You know what they, they they roll with confidence. They're and going that's with it, works. and I don't blame Tala. She's working with what she had, and that's what they had. Yeah. And and the the weirdest thing about it is that it works. Yeah. For the yeah. most part. Yeah. Anyway, it's kind of it kind of it really made me laugh. And of all the things in this episode, that's kind of the thing that has stuck with me all day. I think that that's probably what this episode is going to remember. It's like, <laughs> is I love it. It is. Look, is the security really so bad around here? No, this that is no a, one is going to call attention to this. Delightful. Am I not affecting anybody? No, this is just a classic <laughs> Star Wars seat. Seat by the pants rescue, you know, it's, it's just four, it, it's four families. It is exactly. four. No, I mean, it's general enjoyment because we're talking about joy. This it's brought great. me joy. It's been great. bringing me joy all day. And I've been thinking of Vincent Adultman going, it's business stuff. Um, <laughs> right. So anyway, fifth brother and fourth sister enter. Uh, took you long enough. He's pissed off at Reva, so it must be Wednesday. The trio almost gets to their ship, and Reva screams out, Traitor! And I've had a quick Force Awakens flashback. She struts up, flanked by purge troopers, and a sparked-up red saber in her hand. Tala defends her actions. She says, I'm not a traitor. It's like, this was never who she was. It doesn't matter, because they were all finally cornered and outnumbered. But 
In fly the T-47s that were mentioned earlier in the episode. In comes Sully and Wade, who we just (laughs) met earlier. And they blast everyone in sight. Heroes run and gun and mouse droid gets shot. Reva still in pursuit. The trio jumps in the back of Sully's T-47. How they all fit in there, I don't really know. Because it's like it's big enough for one deck. It's like... (laughs) Can feel it can take on. I feel like I could take on the whole empire myself. Yeah. Also, I feel like another woman and a kid could fit in here. That's not the line. But anyway, um, they all get in the back of the speeder and they they fly off. Reva, meanwhile, is this really cool thing is Wade is shooting at her and she's def- effortlessly deflecting every shot from mm. a speeder. This is not just from a blaster with her red blade. Sully takes off as the heroes flee, but Reva force tosses an explosive at Wade's ship and it goes down. Fifth brother is not happy. Reva looks worried. So, so uh, Wade anyway is dead. Yeah, poor Wade. R.I.P. I'm like, it's like I, 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 I it's not like he I seemed don't like feel a bad cool dude. Uh, yeah, I've known, I've known, I've known him for about a half hour. So I'm like, I'd rather keep my hey, listen, skin and lose you. So. The, the the pen fifteen woman needed to learn a lesson. She and did. Poor Wade had to be that. Maya lesson. needed to learn a lesson. Wow. Yeah, there you you're, go. You're gonna, Matt Romano, you're gonna go on record and tell Maya Erskine <laughs> when and how she should learn lessons. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, it was no. I'm well, all as, serious. As we all. say later on in the episode, uh, you know, now y'all are soldiers. Now y'all yeah, exactly. have lost it, something it, significant. You under, you, you've started to understand the weight of this fight that you are now taking on. Yeah, exactly. Now you get the stakes. Yeah, you get the hey. Omaha stakes in case you hadn't already. Yeah. How do you guys think Darth Vader's going to react uh, to He's this? not going to be happy. <laughs> no, it's not good. Cut to Vader raging into the doors of the <laughs> fortress. Like, nobody better have screwed with my museum of dead people. And yeah. um, he lifts Reva up in a force choke, but she manages to get out of it because he is pissed. Yeah. And he is, he's told her what would happen, and he's f- just full-on choking her out up in the air. And then she says she let them go. She put a tracker on their ship, just as Vader will one day do on the Millennium Falcon in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, I don't know about you guys. They're always putting but, trackers. Oh, those mysterious trackers. Always, this always, one yeah. made the most sense to me. This one yeah, made yeah. more sense no, than No, this one is very smart. And she's like, yeah. don't worry, it's going to stay with them. And Vader's mood turns instantly. And he's like, oh, okay, this is good news. <laughs> His mood shifts frighteningly quickly. He's like, good. And it's going to stay with them. And she's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. And then we cut. You know, one thing that I've noticed, there are a lot of cuts here. Matt Romano, off the cuff question. Have you noticed in this particular series any wipe transitions? I have not. There's been none. They don't use them in this show, I don't do think they, they do. Because I was, I'm trying to keep my mind on watching and then I just get caught up in the thing and I Yeah, now that you mention that. it, I really don't think they have. Because as we know, Mando and Boba Fett, full of them. Yeah. But uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi- I I haven't noticed a single one. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's narrative or if that's a choice from Deborah Chow and or both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, question Mm. for another time, but it's interesting. Don't worry, everybody. We're here on (laughs) White Transition Watch. Um, So so we get Vader and all that. He's he's happy. They're being tracked, and they that that's a wrap on the Fortress Inquisitorius for the week. The speeder pulls into a larger ship and they reunite with Roken. Sully is upset about Wade again, kind of ambivalent because we've only known him a half hour. Tala brings Sully a bottle of something and I doubt that it's water. Mm -hmm. Leia holds Ben's hand in a very sweet moment and is obviously relieved. 
And yay, it's like, they're going to be okay, but not really because we pan down and it's probably what all three of us, as well as everyone mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. right now, thought the tracker would be. Pans down and Lola steps out of Leia's green cape. And of course, the eye glows red like a Cylon or something. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And it beeps. And that's boop, the boop, boop, boop. So yeah. Lola is now a tracker. Yeah, End of episode. For all of that stuff I just said, cannon, cannon, fire. All around thoughts on this installment, part four, Matt Romano. Really enjoyed it. I think that the the, the series so far has had a really good pace to it. I feel like um, one thing I, I did think about this episode was this series is going to be really good when you can watch it all together. You know, when, when it's like one one complete yeah. story, you can binge the whole thing. I think it's just going to it's going to be so much better when you can watch it end to end. And You're it feels play like, like a six hour movie. It is. No, it really is. I it just, I'm one with no yeah. transitions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem that we're going to revisit another time. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I, I really loved it. I love the, the the lore with the tomb that it introduced, you know, uh, and future implications of that. I, I feel like we'll see that again. Like, I know we were joking around about the cloning stuff, but I feel like they don't show you no, a tomb full of Jedi. Like, you know? It's like some guy's like, oh, don't mind me. I'm just collecting me. It's actually like a legitimate yeah. thought. Yeah. 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 That's probably what they would do. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard following up something like part three, which has this long expected thing. It's how are they going to beat that? And the thing yeah. is, well, they, they can't beat that and they don't try. They do yeah. something completely different. Thoughts on part four, Caitlin and Bush. Uh, I agree with everything that Matt said. Uh, and That's then the also first time anyone has ever said that. <laughs> Caitlin says it all the time. I We're say, I say him. Uh, Let's go to the tape. Silent not found. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think I think I wanna I wanna think about Reva's shouting of of traitor, which is we yeah. know it was an obvious uh, yeah. reference to one Kylo Ren. Do you think it was a full on reference? I think it was. I don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can have someone. You know, and everything in Star Wars is plotted out. You're not allowed to repeat words in (laughs) Star Wars. No, no, it's it's rhyming. But I'm just saying, is it is it like the I know? Is it? I think it is because I I, that made me hearing that. You know, I reflected on it a little bit today, and I was thinking, it really elevates the tragedy that is Riva. Uh, we all know the tragedy that is Kylo Ren, this this kid who was born into this this bloodline who was expected to do so much, fell to the dark side because he thought via, you know, so much influence that he was meant to be the next Darth Vader. We don't fully know Reva's story yet, but from what we do know, we can assume that she is so tied up in Vader, she is so tied up in Obi-Wan and whatever she believes to be his great betrayal that has to do with, with Obi-Wan, uh, with, with Darth Vader, with Anakin. And she herself has been twisted so much by the dark side that, that, that her own psyche has shifted. And she is, she is a, one of the great dark side users that we have seen in, in recent years. I would equate her to a Kylo Ren level of dark side user, the abilities that she has, the determination that she has, the skills that she has. It, it just goes to once again, the corrupting influence that is Darth Vader, how much Anakin has suffered and his suffering causes the suffering of others around him because he just pulls everyone into his whirlpool of sadness and demise, even once, even once he is dead, even once it is just his influence outside of, of his legacy. Like it's, it's maddening how much 
is maddening and and uh so smart how much influence this character has on the entirety of the star wars world Mm. And miserable people want nothing more than to make everyone else miserable. Yes. And so Anakin, it's but Darth Vader excels at that as do I, um, as a person, <laughs> I would like to add, although I'm not as good at it as Darth Vader is. We all ending strive. Qu- ending question uh, for this section. And it's really pointless, but it's just fun. And fun is where you find it. And I am feeling a little goofy. Caitlin and Bush, uh, Reva and Kylo Ren meet in a cafe and they both start screaming traitor and then they have to work together for a whole day. Do you think they get along? No. Uh, I think they hate each other. Right. You th- well, let's I, say it's like competition out, out of the question. It's like, it's just. No, I think that think they are both any- very, I think they're both very uh, prickly human beings and therefore would just fight instantly. Yes. No potential for friendship? No. Maybe, no maybe far, far down the line once they've fought multiple, multiple times, but no. What about romance? No. But I kind of want it. I know you do, but no. Matt Romano, any chance for romance between Kylo Ren and Reva? No. Did we get here? I don't know. No, but moving on, chance? moving on. No. <laughs> don't t- answer the question, Matt Romano. No. I don't think there's okay. any chance for <laughs> romance. <laughs> That's going to do it for now. Um, but there's a lot happening. We'll get to all of it in time. We're going to go back. We're. <laughs> we're going to go to break now, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. Hey, Brian. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. hey, guys. So here at Return of the Pod, we love all things Star Wars, but it's no secret we're also big fans of the Marvel and DC universes. Am I right? Obviously. It's no secret at all. No secret at all. Well, I want to take a quick sec to talk about these guys, Johnny DC and Marvelous Joe, over at the Dynamic Duel DC versus Marvel podcast. Mm-hmm. These guys have a great show, and in each episode, they debate who will win in hypothetical DC versus Marvel character matchups. For example, they recently did an episode about Arkham Asylum versus the Sinister Six. Brian, Caitlin, quick, in that matchup, who would win? Arkham Asylum. Sinister Six, obviously. Good point, Caitlin. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to go with Arkham Asylum. Anyway, they do a lot more analysis than we just did. They actually find answers through mathematical fight simulations, which is very interesting stuff. So over at Dynamic Duel, listeners can expect to hear the latest Marvel and DC news, as well as the results of fights between their favorite Marvel and DC characters. They also review the latest Marvel and DC films and television shows. So if you're fans of Marvel and DC and looking for a podcast that breaks it all down, look no further than Dynamic Duel. You can listen to them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast app. You can also learn more about their show by visiting dynamicduel.com or Instagram at Dynamic Duel Podcast and on Twitter at Dynamic underscore Duel. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. We're back, and now it's time for some galactic points of interest. Good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. That's right. There's only one galactic point of interest this week, and it's the stupid crap that Matt brought up earlier about this random Lego sand speeder, part of his beef <laughs> that's, that's with the right. last Jedi, that yeah. he won't let die. So, Matt, okay. take it away. Thanks I'm very much, Brian. So just, right just to point out, we, uh, we went to our good friends at Wikipedia, uh, wikipedia.com, and we uh, checked it out. The sand speeder was a modified type of T-47 light speeder, light air speeder, 
manufactured by Incom Corporation and used by the armed forces of the New Republic for combat in desert environments, especially on the Battle of Jakku. Look at that. So there you go. Okay, so it's technically in canon. It's branded with Last Jedi stuff, but there's nothing crate about this. Exactly. So that's where the confusion lies. They released this set in the Last Jedi uh, series of Lego sets. And it was not in the movie. Not in the movie. In the canonical Battle of Jakku, which you can read about in Aftermath and see in Battlefront 2. They were in the mix there uh, in the Battle of Jakku. Okay, well, that's very yeah. interesting. Is that interesting? Thank but you, also, Max. next time, you know, do your research instead of just <laughs> spouting off Last Jedi slander. <laughs> and you just that, really wanted to get it out there. Not, wherever you it's could. not Last Jedi slander. And well, that is galactic was. points of interest. And that's going to take us into real talk. <laughs> I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Okay, we got a lot of feedback. This week on the R2 yes. theory that was brought to us last oh, week by listener John Catalano. And we we kind of expanded a lot on not all of the, he just had a very simple idea and we then really complicated it. And he was very thankful um, that people liked, liked the theory so much. Many listeners, as I said, liked the theory, but many of them also shot holes through what? it. Um, some shot the same holes. So there are now blaster holes all over this theory and they are as follows. Bale has both 3PO and R2 at the end of Revenge of the Sith. So he's with both of them already. He's got right. the protocol droid by mind right. wiped. There's no thing. It's like, and then send R2 off with, with that guy to go live in the desert. That scene has happened. <laughs> R2 is working with Bale at the time of the Ahsoka novel, which more than a couple people pointed out, which likely happens before this. The canon of that book has been in flux since the Seas of Mandalore episode. So who knows? R2 and 3PO were working with Bale and Rebels, even though we aren't there yet. But the biggest hole came from a couple of listeners who sent screenshots from the first episode of the show. In the scene where we see 3PO, there's an astromech who looks a lot like R2 yes. in the side of the frame. I didn't notice him, and but I have now seen enough images <laughs> sent to me from the show. One of them circled. It definitely looks a yeah, lot. Yeah, well, it's like a R2. very blink and you'll miss it moment. It's not yeah, as prominent I as C three PO. Yeah, and so I, I wouldn't be if we go back to Alderaan and we see three PO again, we might actually get a full glimpse. Maybe they're saving it like they're saving Baru or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like she'll run the uh, to R two and hug him when she yeah. gets home. With with yeah. all of this in consideration, this theory might not hold water. <laughs> Mm. Um, but I still like it, even if it doesn't come true. I still like Same. it. It's still fun. I'm not going to be going to John's house anymore. Right. <laughs> right, yeah, right. He yeah. thought that was, a, he's like, you're welcome. He's welcome to come to my house. I'm like, don't give him that in. That's the weirdest threat ever. That was I a like weird your threat. theory. I'm going to come to your house. <laughs> wow. Over on Apple Podcasts, a big thank you to Jedi Master Joseph for your very kind review. They also say the following, Matt, Obviously, the Grand Inquisitor is not dead. If Maul, Anakin, Palpatine, Leia, and Fennec Shand can survive death, I think they will bring him back. Did I say he was dead? I didn't say he was dead. I said he was probably be a clone or something. Spout off all kinds of crap. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Thing. I don't think I said uh, you that. You probably did. I mean, but I just like someone on in a review on Apple Podcasts <laughs> is, is is saying you're wrong. And I, I appreciate it, Joseph. Thank you very Based much. Based on what the writers have said in some interviews, they didn't. They are not ignorant of the canon or anything like that. Something's afoot, and it, more will be revealed in time. Yeah, of the Grand Inquisitor. Come on. Honestly, it's like. You know, I'm enjoying the the villains we have. So right. on the show right it's now, it's much simpler than we think it is. I got a hot take. Oh, uh, uh, uh. all right, real wait, quick, real wait, hot take alarm, sound it, do it. I bet like the last scene uh, for Riva is going to be like the Inquisitor walking in and like he's the punishment. 
for her or something. Ooh. Like Vader's like, I'm not going to deal with you and walks out of the room. And then Grand Inquisitor's back. And he walks in and is like, what you, what you failed to take into account when you stabbed me <laughs> yeah. was Powen organs and where they're living. <laughs> I don't have a stomach. It's like the scene in Our Flag Means Death where, where your move is to intentionally get stabbed intentionally. Yeah. But yes. exactly. the way that it yeah, misses exactly. all the organs. Yeah. There we go. Maybe that's a Powen trick. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, I apologize if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but O.C. Edward Mathenia, mm. um, I'm apologies if I mangled that. They ask if anyone else heard a female stormtrooper uh, voice in the previous episode and whether that was a first. I don't know if it's a first. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I definitely if remember the they, female stormtrooper voice. Yeah, they, but, they, they may have phased it uh, into in the sequel trilogy. I seem it's hazy. I seem to remember either in that or maybe bad, bad batch. I know some of the conscripts, one of them at least was female. But I definitely did hear it in part three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. There is a female voice coming out of a stormtrooper. So I don't know if it was a thing before. Being a being a child soldier forced into anything knows no bounds. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't like the, the well, Rise of Skywalker. Right. Uh, and yeah. we know that there are that there were were countless people that were uh, forced to go into servitude for not just for the first order at the very least. So I imagine that the, yeah, not saying that the first order that, was, that's, uh, a, that's why it's like, we, I just haven't really investigated it. And so I'm not going to make one of my definitive statements of never before heard in live action. Right. Only to have to do. And I was wrong. I mean, next week, not saying yeah. that the first order was uh, especially, you know, forward thinking and no, you know, no, everything. Yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> in my head canon, many of this, it's like there are female stormtroopers all over the, the original trilogy and and this one, we're just not hearing them speak. It's uh, but this is, it's different actually hearing the voice. Yeah. Um, but that was an interesting thing to point out on Twitter. We want to thank listener Taylor Perkins for their very kind words. And in general, we want to thank all of our listeners. Once again, our merry band for your positivity, not towards us, even though that's very much appreciated, but towards this current series and Star Wars in general. Mm. We're all being very positive and having fun while being honest at the same time. It you is know? possible. Yeah. yeah. It's like, See? it can be done. And <laughs> that is just such a huge departure from the ongoing online Star Wars discourse, which get, that deal's getting worse all the time. And it gets worse with every release. It is really, really dispiriting. But you all keeping it positive and fun Keeps my light on, at least, and I'm really grateful to you for that. So thank you very much for just be for your positivity, your fun, and and keeping it honest. You're not yeah. just you know you're yeah. not shills or whatever, but you're, you're fans. But it, it, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be so. Just because you love something doesn't mean that you always like everything that comes out of it. Yeah, ask all of my eleven ex wives. So <laughs> okay for some for some voicemail, like you know. <laughs> okay, for for some voicemail that we got this week, I'm going to throw it over to Mailman Matt. All right, thanks, Brian. So this uh, week's voicemail uh, comes from Michael Bain. Um, oh. so, so Michael Bain left his Michael. voicemail over at ReturnOfThePod.net. Mikey, you can leave you can leave his voicemails there. Let's hear what Michael Bain has we to say. We really adopted the darkness. Michael Bain was born in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, listen, at Michael Bain here, friend of the pod, can I ask you guys, can you 
please process this idea. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe we won't. That there is a Jedi in the robot that the droid, sorry, Caitlin, the droid, the loading droid that helped pick up Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end. He held that, that hammer at the end. Just would love to hear what you guys think. Thank you. Keep up the great work. So there's that. So hey, so uh, uh, so what do you guys think? The uh, Jedi uh, in the loader droid? Uh, I don't know. No, I think it's just the droid. <laughs> I think, I it's, think just it's just the droid. droid. I respect yeah. the a, creativity. It's a, yeah, yes. it's an awesome droid. Um, yes. It's an awesome droid. Uh, but it's, I, I would be surprised if it's actually a Jedi in a droid suit. Yeah, yeah no, I just get like K2SO vibes. Yeah. From from him, so like, silent K two S O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but he's like silent. creativity is is we yeah. we respect it and want it around yeah. here. But I do think that you are wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. I mean, you're you're, yeah. you're really you're really respectfully. It, it, it's it's reaching again. <laughs> huge respect and thank you for for reaching out and everything. But I think I think it's there are reaches and then it's like there are reaches yes. and that's it. That's <laughs> Mikey, a really have a reach. wonderful rest. Pretty of your big day. reach. But I'm just gonna say if, if that turns out to be true, it's like. <laughs> wow, did you just call something like you, sir? Yeah. You can have the show. Nostra, it's like better, better rename him Nostradamus. <laughs> right, guys? Oh, no. You can see the future. Anyway, so if force you, if you want to leave us a voicemail, head to returntothepod.net. Ah. Leave us a voicemail. Please. Yeah, please. Okay, well, with that, we're going to swim home, but Woo. we'll be back next week to cover part five of Obi Wan Kenobi. Kenobi! And do all the other stuff we usually do. Will you be there with us after this episode? I doubt it. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You can find our website at returnofthepod.net where you can leave voicemails such as the one you just heard. And you can also visit returnofthepod.store where you can buy all kinds of merchandise, including the lackluster mugs that I ceaselessly and tirelessly make here in my own home. You can also find us directly. Caitlin Ambush, you can be found where? I can be found occasionally when I'm not feeling deeply anxious at, at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. Good luck. Matt Romano, you can be found where? You can find me at, at Matt Romano on Twitter, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. Just bang my head into the microphone. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S-S and Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snow can be forgot him. Take a chivy and remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. Many boats and beans.